Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, good morning, Arkansas. Your morning show is on the radio. Good morning, Kelly Perry. Good morning, Brandon Baxter. Here we are today's Tuesday, March the 2nd of 2021. I started the day with no shirt, no shirt, good grief, with no uh, pullover, no jacket, uh-huh. because I left I left the house so fast this morning, I didn't even look at the temperature. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm going to tell you it feels so much warmer than three weeks ago. Yeah, it does, but it's still, it's still cold. Yeah, so I'm going to probably complain about that as we go throughout mm-hmm. the show this morning. Uh, again, today's March the 2nd. It is National Read Across America Day, which in other terms, is known as Dr. Seuss Day. Ooh, some kids may dress up today. Teachers, too. It's a big deal, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know, though, because I don't know if you're going to have random people just rolling into schools like we used to. Yeah, I know. You know, because we used to go in and we would read to different classes and stuff like that, yep. some of those Dr. Seuss books, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure if that's going on yeah, today or not. I know uh, that we're not going to be going in nope. and doing that stuff. So anyway, Dr. Seuss, obviously, so many of us had those books, the very colorful artwork mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Uh, the Cat in the Hat. Green Eggs and Ham. Green Eggs and Ham. Hop on Pop. All those different mm-hmm. things. So anyway, National Read Across America Day today. It's also World Teen Mental Wellness Day, which is super important. And it needs to be talked about more than it, it is. Yeah. Because when I was a kid, I had all kinds of things in my head. Right. And I had no idea if it was normal or not. Mm-hmm. And then as you get older, you realize, oh, that's normal. Yeah. I'm going through normal people mm-hmm. things. So we can try to help out the teens who are going through so much and physical changes and mental yep. changes and all that stuff. It's also National Banana Cream Pie Day. Mm. So not exactly sure what that is. It sounds good, I guess. I'm not even sure if I've ever even had that. It is also, as Kelly pointed out to me today, mm-hmm. National Old Stuff Day. So we wanted to celebrate and play one of Kelly's favorite songs. <laughs> oh, here we're, hey, we're going to start like this. Hey, okay. Brandon Baxter in the morning, Alexa, play Kelly's favorite song uh-huh. about aging. Okay. Older what? women <laughs> are beautiful lovers. I said older women, they understand. There it is. Brandon, I've we are the same age. Huh? <laughs> we are? Yes. Oh. It's awkward, though. I'm going to turn that off. Will you stop <laughs> recommending stuff? It's not funny. <laughs> so we'll celebrate her all day today. Hashtag <laughs> National <laughs> Stuff Day. Let's throw one back on this day in country music with Brandon Baxter in the morning. So the year was 1996, and Martina McBride had the number one song in country music on this day. Must have been a wild angels, wild angels, watching over you and me. Yeah. It must have been Nineteen ninety-six. The song's twenty-five years old today. Well, it must have been hard. It must have been tough keeping up crazy fools like us. Cause it's so easy to fall apart. We still break each other's hearts sometimes. Spend some nights on the jagged side. Martina McBride. Must have been wild angels. 
Tina McBride and Wild Angels was number one on this day in 1996. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right. Hey, thanks for having us on this morning. One big, happy, dysfunctional family. Mm-hmm. Us mm-hmm. and you. And hey, man, nobody's perfect. <laughs> but we all do the best we can. Yeah. And we have good hearts, right? Yes. That's our deal. And y'all, as always, Kelly Perry, well... She's got three words for you. Good morning, Arkansas! Brandon Baxter in the mornings. Gotcha gossip. So Alec Baldwin, he's known for 30 Rock. He's Mm -hmm. known for being President Trump on SNL. He's known for having a lot of babies. He's also the father of Ireland Baldwin. Yeah. So, and evidently, he and his wife, Hilaria, have had, at this point, six children. So you have six plus Ireland, seven kids. And Kelly, it looks like there's a new baby in the mix for Alec Baldwin and Hilaria. Okay. So Hilaria posts this photo, uh, and she basically just captions it, seven. So it's her, and there's six babies around her, and then Ireland obviously is the seventh person. Uh, But the interesting thing is, is nobody believes Hilaria could have possibly given birth as fast as what she's trying to allude to, because she had her son, Eduardo, on September the 8th. Okay. It's been less than six months since he was born, and now there's another child that they're welcoming. Okay, well, then she there's no way she could have had that baby. Physically? No. It doesn't work like that. Right. Unless the baby was, I mean, born way early, right? Yeah. yeah. Which, from what we're seeing, it doesn't mm-hmm. look like that's the case either. So the question is, how did they go about this? Was there... A surrogate who was quietly carrying the sixth child for Alec Baldwin and Hilaria. We don't know exactly what it is, and their reps aren't talking as of yet. But if you check out the social media, there is seven kids now for Alec Baldwin, six with his wife. Gotcha gossip on Gal Gadot. So not only does she play the character of Wonder Woman, she's a real-life Wonder Woman when it comes to being a mom. Gal only already has two kids with her husband. They're both girls. And she recently announced on Twitter that she's pregnant with her third child. Now, Wonder Woman just came out a few years ago. I don't know how she is having three babies in the middle of doing Wonder Woman. And she right. looks amazing. And didn't they just have one that came out last year? Yes. Like toward the end of the year? Right. Yeah. So she Christmas post- Day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she posted a photo of her husband. They're two girls. Girls are all placing a hand on her tummy. Her caption reads, here we go again. And they're all beautiful. It's like the most pretty family ever. But again, congrats to Gal Gadot on her growing family. So Lady Gaga's dog walker is speaking out. If you're not, if you haven't heard the whole story yet, there was a guy named Ryan Fisher who was walking Lady Gaga's dogs when she was away from the house. And uh, basically guys popped out of the car, shot him, took two of the dogs and left one there with them. And it's a wild story, but Here's what we know. Ryan Fisher is recovering in the hospital. And in in an Instagram post, he talks about what happened. He says, while the car sped away and while blood was pouring from his gunshot wounds, one of the dogs was still right there. It was the uh, French bulldog Asia. And guess Mm -hmm. what Asia did? Went there and sat right down next to him to comfort him while he was going through the agony and the pain. And I thought that was really sweet that basically the dog was looking right at him and shivering in fear of what was going on, but the dog wouldn't leave his side. So what we know now is that Ryan Fisher is recovering from what he calls a very close call with death. 
Uh, and he thanks everybody for all of the attention that he's received from this as far as the love and the support from all around the world. And of course, the little monsters, the Gaga fans are all about helping mm-hmm. him out as well. But Ryan Fisher on the road to recovery, and he can't wait to get back with all three of Gaga's dogs because if you missed the story, Gaga's dogs were returned to her yeah. uh, over the weekend. Gotcha gossip on Britney Spears. So she shared a couple of photos on Instagram, and it looks like she's enjoying some family time with her two boys, Jaden and Sean Preston. And Brandon, they are now 14 and 15 years old. I forgot she even had kids. Right. We don't see much of them. I know. And she shared two versions of the same picture that featured her standing in between her sons on this grassy field underneath the blue sky. Both boys are taller than her. And in her caption, it was all about how quickly that her boys have grown up. She says, quote, again, this is Britney Spears. It's so crazy how time flies. My boys are so big now. It's very hard for any mama, especially a mama with boys, seeing them grow up so fast. I'm extremely lucky because my two babies are such gentlemen and so kind that I must have done something right. She goes on to say she doesn't post photos of her kids very often because she wants them to be able to present themselves on their own. And now they're teenagers where they want to express their own identities. And she says she gets that. So they did allow her to post those two pictures. And I know how that goes with my teenagers as well. So it's good to see a picture of Brittany where she looks healthy. She seems happy. She's with her boys, probably the love of her life, you know, of her life. And um, it's good to see her happy. Well, and again, <clears throat> I almost forgot because all the stuff we hear about Brittany, we don't hear much about the family side. Right. We hear about her dad mm-hmm. and the stuff going on with the conservatorship, but we don't hear much about the kids. Yep. So seeing the kids mm-hmm. that grown up, I was like, dang, I, I forgot know. that while the world is talking about her and while the world was picking on her from what, 2007 on? She's trying to raise young men. Yeah. yeah. That's just crazy. Mm-hmm. And the stress and the toll that will take on them yeah. as well. So it's a pretty cute picture if you want to check it out on Britney Spears' Instagram. And of course, every morning here on Brandon Baxter in the morning, we got you guys. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So I was going back through a lot of my responses on social media. Yesterday was National Peanut Butter Day or Peanut Butter Lovers Day. Mm-hmm. And it looks like more people prefer creamy over crunchy, really? even though we have quite a few crunchy people in here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I was a crunchy guy. Yeah, I, I was a crunchy chooser. Uh, let's see here. But some of these, like one of the ones I saw, <laughs> this is from Shanna, who says that she doesn't like crunchy or creamy because she hates peanut butter. Oh no! What is wrong with you? I'm so sorry. Oh my gosh, I love peanut I butter do too. Like I actually, because I was making a protein shake, I ate a little spoonful of peanut butter by itself Did yesterday. You? A little yeah. extra protein. And I was trying to talk, you know. Mm. I was reading a thing about uh, Reese's. So Reese's has all these different peanut butter cups, right? And I'm a fan of them. I'm a fan of most versions. I like the one with Reese's pieces in them. Is that the Nutrageous? I, maybe. I think it yeah. is, right? I get that one a That's lot. That's good. But it's so sweet because mm-hmm. I get the king size one. Oh, I mean, if I'm going to go for candy, I'm going all You're out. Right, yeah. I'm looking for 800 calories mm-hmm. or something like that. <clears throat> but they're actually going to come out with the Reese's peanut butter cup that has no chocolate whatsoever. Hmm. Which, I mean, I get it, I guess, if you just love the peanut butter. So imagine the shape of the peanut butter cup. But so it's going to have like the softer middle. Mm-hmm. The outside that would typically be the chocolate is going to be a harder version of peanut butter, almost like a fudge. And then the creamy type of peanut butter I in the center. It, it looks fine. I'm definitely one of the ones that wants chocolate too, but I would still eat. If somebody just handed me one, I'd yeah. be like, okay. Have you tried the one that has the pretzels in it? No, but I bet that sweet and salty is good with because, the crunch. Yeah, there's something. I haven't tried those either. I yeah. haven't been brave enough. Have you tried the one, what is it called? The one that has like the, it's a longer tube looking 
a Reese's cup thing. A tube, yeah. It's a tube. It's uh, more of a candy bar. It's almost like a Twix, oh. but it's Reese's with the peanut butter on the inside. Have you tried that one? No. I can't think of what that one's called. Okay. But there's all these different flavors, and I was going through trying to figure out what that was called on uh, on the Reese's website. <laughs> and I'm trying to figure it out, and then I realized that as we head into uh, the Easter season, one of the best Reese's things ever oh, is about to come goodness. out. Oh, my goodness. The Easter egg. The egg. The Easter egg is about to be out. I could probably go and buy those right now today. I could. Yeah, they have them right now. They do. Already Easter's out. And how good are those things? That They are really good. They're delicious. There's only one thing that rivals it. What's that? The Cadbury Easter egg. Okay, you lose. No, it's no, so good. It that, rivals it. I didn't no, say it beats it. No. It rivals if it. If we were to do a battle of what's better, the Reese's peanut butter egg versus the You're Cadbury right. egg. Just, okay, for We should put that on social media. No, people and will be mean to me. We should figure out how bad you get this wrong. <laughs> and people who have been banned can then join my oh. side and they can then be reinstated. Well, I'm not going to be mean and ban people for You've not. been reinstated. <laughs> so, I think you should. Reese's is coming out with peanut butter cups with no chocolate. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, good morning, Arkansas. Thanks for having us on. We appreciate you listening to us. We're about to put up our in-studio debate for you guys to help weigh in on. Which do you prefer, the Reese's peanut butter egg for Easter or the Cadbury cream egg? I don't want to do it anymore. Why? Because, you know... I'm a little competitive, yeah. and I know this really isn't a big deal because it's just opinion, but I have a feeling that maybe I'm not on the popular side. Well, here's what's going to happen. You're going to be able to see who you relate to and who relates to me this morning. Mm. Yeah? You afraid of that? <laughs> a little bit. A couple of years ago, you brought in one of those Cadbury uh, eggs because I was scared of them. Like, I saw them my whole life, and it looks like a well, egg yolk and all that. And you would be like, that looks disgusting. Yeah. And so I think it was last year or the year before, I finally brought one oh. in, and I forced you to eat it. And what did you think about the egg? Uh, it wasn't as bad as I would have thought. It was very sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was traumatized by those commercials as a kid. <laughs> And then it was like, you had this great looking piece of chocolate and all of a sudden when they opened it up, it looked like an egg. That's the best part. You crack it and it's like an egg yolk, but it's sweet, heavenly goodness. It is good. Yes. But I think if I had to pick. Yeah. And like, imagine me taking that to Kai. He's 11. Hey, Kai, which would you choose? The egg filled with peanut butter or the one that looks like it's filled with an egg? I have one. My picky eater would eat it and he loves Cadbury Easter eggs. Really? Who's your picky loves them. Eh. The other two would be like Reese's all the way. Yeah. Yeah. I would assume as we look through this, I'm just going to make the prediction. It's at least 75% Reese's. Okay. I think I'll actually win this one. I think people will actually agree well, with me. And too. I just want to reach out to the people that like ruffling your feathers a little bit. Mm-hmm. Even if you no, don't no. like the Cadbury Easter egg, do it would be really funny for no. you just to say you do. That is dumb. <laughs> that is dumb. Okay. Well, people like seeing you get upset. <clears throat> no, leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, so I did see that the, the Easter um, aisle was out, the yes. seasonal aisle. And as I was walking through the store picking up some stuff, I was like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. willpower. Because we convinced ourselves that on March the 1st, it was a Monday. You know what I do every Monday? Yeah, you go on a diet. Every Monday for the and last And you have a years. really good workout on Monday. Man, normally try to kill it. Um, so I went to the store and I'd researched some different stuff. What I've been doing late at night when I'm eating my junk food right before bed is I've been watching uh, diet videos. Of course. <laughs> 
That's the best way. That's the best thing to do. You know, it's like yeah. I'm eating some junk food, beer in hand. Let's watch a diet yeah. video and meal prep and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I found some stuff I think that's going to make it a little bit easier because the tough thing about eating healthy is the fact that it's so much work. Well, that and it seems like no one wants to eat healthy in your household with you. Yeah. And so you're trying to eat. It's like you go in by yourself with this. Un, you can't, it's a challenge. That's a complete challenge. And then you have to meal prep if you're going to do it right. And you don't feel like cooking every single meal. Right. And then you have to eat cold food. Like there's all these different mm-hmm. hurdles you have to get through. So I was I was really proud of myself because I, I did some cardio yesterday. I did a weight workout. And I changed it up. So I felt like I, I was yeah. a little more jacked feeling at the end mm-hmm. of it. So I felt great. I had a bunch of protein. Your wife was telling me how much <clears throat> ga- how many gains you had yesterday. Uh, huge gains. Uh, and then I was like, I'm going to run to the store. I'm going to buy the stuff that we can meal prep, right? And as I was getting there, I'm like picking up all the stuff from the fruit and vegetable section, which for the last year I've been avoiding. Yep. <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, I'll just get past that. I go to the breads and stuff like that. So I was all excited because I had probably bought more vegetables and more fruits than I've bought maybe ever. You better eat them fast because they go bad fast. Well, that's the issue. So uh, I was all excited about that. I get up there to the the conveyor belt deal to check out, and I was kind of proud of what I had. Like if somebody walked by, they're gonna be like, "Oh, he's in he's oh, in good shape. He's a health nut. He must work out because yeah. I had all this really good stuff." And then a couple of things for Kai, uh, and then I'm looking at my watch. I'm like, "Oh my gosh, it's almost seven o'clock." Mm. Too late to start the meal prep. So what did you do? <laughs> Fried chicken tenders. <laughs> Ranch I knew it. Yep, because it gets to the Dr. point you're Pepper. like, it's too late to to cook something healthy. I won't go to bed till eleven o'clock yep. if I cook everything. And she's like, let's just make it easy. This this will be our last hurrah. Yes, Her text yes. to me. This could be our last hurrah. The last hurrah. How many last hurrahs have, oh have we had? I have last hurrahs all the time. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> time my life was. We'll see. How, we'll see if we can live up to it. And as I look here at these these Easter eggs, these Reese's yeah. Easter eggs, I'm sitting here going, well, that's great. Now that I know they're in the stores mm-hmm. and I'm already craving peanut butter and chocolate. Welcome. Yeah. Yeah. That's how my day is going to go. I know this sounds crazy. Believe me, I know it. It's crazy. That sounds kind of crazy. You must be crazy. And people are crazy. So there's a 34-year-old woman named Erica who lives in Gulf Shores, Alabama, and she recently stole her neighbor's goat. <laughs> Then she painted it. Then she took a bunch of photos for social media. Now, the goat's owner figured out what happened and called the police, and they found the goat at Erica's house. And now she's looking at a felony charge for livestock theft. She's also looking at an animal cruelty charge. So, like, she spray-painted the goat blue and took pictures. Now, on one hand, this woman is facing some serious criminal charges, but on the other hand, I bet she got at least, you know, 15 to 30 likes on Instagram, so I'm sure that was worth it for her, right? For sure. I would do it for that. Right. Well, (laughs) speaking of stealing a goat, what do you call a goat swimming really fast in a lake? Ooh, uh, I have no idea, Kelly. What do you call it? A motor goat. That's a really, really bad And there's one. even more proof that people are crazy. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, so here we are Tuesday morning, and we have the, he hates when I call him the expert on yeah. coronavirus and COVID-19, but he is across the state of Arkansas, Dr. Shane Spites. Good morning, man. How are you? Morning, guys. How are you? I'm doing well. Good. Hey, we're good. So Shane Spites is the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine in Arkansas State. Uh, also, he's become really a, a regional and statewide advisor on COVID-19. And the thing that we love about having Dr. Spites on, and we've told him this, and we'll tell all of you across Arkansas this morning, 
uh, is he allows us to understand what's happening. As far as when we talk about this data mm-hmm. and these numbers, sometimes if you talk in medical terms and all that kind of stuff, it's difficult to follow. Yeah. You're trying to read between the lines. Dr. Spites, man, boom, right down the middle. He's going to tell us what's up. So as we talk to the state of Arkansas this morning, uh, what are we seeing? I know the last time we talked, we were seeing uh, some improvement in numbers. How does it look this week? So if you if you looked at the numbers, like this on the website, you're going to see this huge spike in numbers that, that happened like a day or so ago. And it's going to, like it's going to, like it was some crazy number, like 3,200 cases. Right. That was a backlog. They were kind of basically something they'll go through every once in a while and adjust the numbers. And so you'll go through and see that adjustment every once in a while. We've had that once once or twice before throughout this pandemic. But by and large, for the state of Arkansas, we're still at a very low level. We're still hanging out. Probably a, um, several hundred cases a day. But we haven't hit our we haven't figured out what that real baseline is right now. Mm-hmm. The baseline is probably between five and eight hundred cases a day is what the state of Arkansas has seen. Very similar to what we're seeing on the, the U.S. level. The U.S. has kind of plateaued off. The U.S. is sitting about 70,000 cases a day. Still wow. a lot of cases, yeah. but nowhere near where we were the December, January, that November time frame. If we reflect back on that time frame and we kind of gave those warnings about the holidays, how much of what we saw in uh, December and January were based on people gathering? Oh, yeah, that was that was pretty much that, – that's exactly what happened. It was um, – and, and you know what? Some of it's just human nature, and I get it. You hadn't seen, you know, family. A lot of times you're putting things off, watching the, you know, the pandemic, and, well, we shouldn't get together over this period or that period. And I think for most people, um, and, and really when we looked at the travel data, it played out that the November-December um, time frame was the highest point of travel at any time during the pandemic. And yeah. so kind of, you know, the, the proof was there in terms of people are getting together, family gatherings, and they're just so tired of this. And I get that. But there's no surprise that we saw a bunch of viral spread during that time frame. And so the, the numbers kind of point to that as well. It's really interesting as I kind of, you know, we pay attention to stuff that happens around the country as well. And you see some states that, you know, haven't gone back to school or they're just now getting back to school. How do you think we handled that situation with what we've done with our school across the state of Arkansas? You know, not too bad. The only thing that I would say different, you know, you can always, you can always Monday morning quarterback it. You yeah. can always say, well, we should have done this or should have done that. The only thing is maybe more of a targeted approach, more of a um, in terms of like there were certain measures in place that if a school district hits this number of infections or, you know, this number of staff are out and that automatically triggers, you know, some sort of, you know, at home policy or something like that. Then as it goes down, you know, they come back. And I think that might have been a a little better um, approach. But I mean, for the most part, you know, what we're finding kids, especially younger kids, they get the virus, they clear it pretty quickly. So your elementary schools, even your middle schools, for the most part, you know, there's always exceptions for sure. Mm -hmm. Those kids do okay with it. So as we, as we look at that and we think about, you know, obviously we're looking at uh, going through spring and summer and and we're hoping we talked the last time we talked that we were hoping that we were seeing a light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, At what point do you think we're going to be able to say, Hey, life is back to normal. Is that going to be at any point in 2021? Is that 2022 or Will it ever be all the way normal again? You know, it, it's funny you brought that up. And I actually, I posted something actually last night on Facebook about that because I think it depends on what your your definition of normal is. Um, like for me and my family, we've done a we've done a lot more normal things in the last probably ten days than we had in the last year. Right. Whether it be you know my wife seeing you know her parents or you know us going back to church for the first time you know in person you know we've been doing it all virtually. There's right. a lot of things because now. 
you know, uh, you know, her family's vaccinated and my family's vaccinated and, and the numbers are low and I'm watching all that and we just feel better about moving back, you know, into that kind of normal. Now we're still wearing face masks. You're still doing social distancing, still, you know, have hand sanitizer in the car and that sort of thing. I think you'll still see quite a bit of that the rest of this year. And if you're saying, look, when is it going to be that I, have to, I, can, I don't have to wear this mask and I don't have to worry about it? I don't know that that'll be this year. It, if it is, it's going to be a surprise to me because we'll probably see some cases come back up higher next fall or this came to the fall of 2021. Um, but I think this spring and this summer, it's going to be a big change. I think we're going to see a, a world of difference this spring and this summer. The vaccine's rolling out. Uh, we've got, got great opportunity to get that. Uh, we're going to, we're getting, there's a new vaccine, the Johnson Johnson vaccine that just got approved. Mm-hmm. Um, I think summer and spring is going to help as people go outside. So I think you're going to continue. To, we'll see some baseline spread. We'll kind of hover where you're still seeing some cases, but much different than where we were last year. Dr. Shane Spites is on with us this morning talking COVID across the state of Arkansas. Uh, you referenced spring, and obviously you think about spring break. And when you think of spring break, you know, we have these visions of especially college students and, and uh, younger people going out and they're hitting the beaches and they're going to party and they're going to the lakes and stuff like that. Is that going to be a concern this year again? Because we saw it last year. We saw people who were like, hey, I'm not afraid of it. I'm young. I can go do this. And they went out and they partied and they had fun and they made news and all that kind of stuff. Are we going to see that in 2021? And do we need to be aware that those people are going to come back home and, and think about that? Uh, yes and no. So it depends. Remember, you got a lot of people that probably have already gotten infected with COVID right. and may or may not have known it. That plus the people that are vaccinated, you know, you're getting a good number of people that have got some antibodies to it. The caveat to that is one of the variants, the UK variant. And right now, the, the state that has one of the most number of the variant is Florida. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the highest amount of variant is actually in Florida right now. And everybody's kind of watching Florida. Michigan's, Michigan's got some, too. But we're all watching Florida because if it blows up in Florida like it is in other countries, that would be concerning. Right. Uh, and that seems to be the place because their their restrictions are a little a little less. And so so if it's going to spread, it's probably going to spread pretty quickly in that state. And so that's kind of something we're watching. We should know that by spring break. You should have a general idea. But right now on the U.K. variant, it's covered by the vaccine. So if you've gotten the vaccine, you're covered. And from what we can tell, if you've been infected with COVID, you're probably covered for the UK variant right now, from what wow. we can tell. Like I said, we know for sure on the vaccine. We know for sure the vaccines cover it. Right. Uh, but we feel like if you've already been infected, it's not likely that you'll be infected again with the UK variant. So as we as we look at these variants, you mentioned the UK variant. We've heard of other ones that are out there as well. Are they making their way to the United States or does it seem like that's not really impacting us? Yeah, so we've got about 2,400 cases of the UK variant in the U.S. Um, we've got about 50-something cases of the South African variant and just a few cases of the Brazilian variant. Right. The one you're worried, we're worried most about is the Brazilian variant. The reason why is because that variant doesn't respond to our vaccines or our medications right now. And if you've had COVID before, you can still get the Brazilian variant. Wow. So it's changed so much that your body wouldn't even recognize it. Um, and you'd, it'd be like getting infected with COVID again. Um, so that's a concerning one. Luckily, there aren't many cases of it, and the ones that are here are related to travel to Brazil. Um, and so we still feel right now the UK variant is going to be the predominant one. And the UK variant, who that'll hit, it'll hit people who haven't had COVID and haven't been vaccinated. So you mentioned uh, one of the times we talked to you that you thought that the number of people who have been uh, infected or have the antibodies 
is much higher than what we see in our daily statistics. We think that it could be six to eightfold. So for every one person who's oh, yeah. tested positive, you're thinking there are six to eight other ones who haven't been tested but might have the antibodies, right? That's correct. That's exactly right. That's so, exactly, and we've got data to kind of support that. We, it was all over the page early on. We were thinking, oh, maybe it's somewhere between 5 to 10, and that kind of narrowed the number back in November and said, ah, it's probably more like 6 to 8. So when you see those documented numbers, like I said, the state of Arkansas, 300,000 people, multiply that times, you know, you know, 6 or 8, and that's probably more likely. And that's not exact because these are just, you know, we're extrapolating numbers, but that's a pretty good guess. So for somebody like us, it, oddly enough, Kelly hasn't, uh, you know, she doesn't think she's had coronavirus. I don't think I have. Leslie hasn't. Kai hasn't. Um, as we look at that kind of stuff, is it possible that we do have the antibodies? And is there a way that we can go find out? So it's possible. Now, the, and the second piece is, well, can I just go get an antibody test? Because there's a ton of antibody tests out there on the market. Right. And they're getting better. But they're just not great. There was actually a study that just came out about two weeks ago about this, and they looked at a couple of different antibody tests on the market. And, you know, it was one of those things where really for it to be accurate, you had to be tested exactly four months um, after the time you were infected, and it was only really accurate for males between the ages of 40 and 54 or something <laughs> like that. It's wow. like, well, now, wait a minute. Yeah. So it was very prescriptive in terms of how accurate the test was. And so... Because what you don't want is you don't want to get that test and say, oh, well, it says I'm positive, and it'd be a false response. And so then you say, well, now I think I've got antibodies, I feel okay, mm-hmm. and really you don't. Yeah. And likewise, you don't want to, you know, get it and say, oh, it says I doesn't have antibodies, and then maybe you really do. So the tests still aren't that great right now for antibodies. They're getting there, and they'll get better, but there's just a ton of them out there right now, and um, it's kind of hard to wade through all that. So for the northern part of the listening area, as we talked this morning, uh, you had the chance and and a bunch of people have come together to roll out this information on what's going to be a a vaccine clinic, uh, the COVID-19 vaccine clinic that's going to be happening uh, on March the 6th, which is right around the corner. And this is a huge deal that's taken work from so many different uh, entities, including the state of Arkansas. Tell us how this came about, where coming up on Saturday, you guys are going to be able to uh, give the vaccine to so many people. Oh, thanks for asking about this. We are so excited about this. And this has been a long time in the works. Well, really, since the vaccine first came out, we started kind of talking about how can we get it to Northeast Arkansas? How can we get the vaccine here and get it available to people who want the vaccine? And so it's been a collaborative between, obviously, you know, NYIT, St. Bernard's, NEA Baptist, City of Jonesboro, Craighead County, um, you know, Arkansas State University, uh, but we've got several other groups that are that are intimately involved, ambulance services, um, our, our Hispanic organizations. I mean, there's just it's been it's been great to be able to bring all these people together, the Chamber of Commerce, and basically say, um, look, we're going to get together and put our heads together and put our resources together and put this on for Northeast Arkansas. And I, I want to be clear about that because this is for we want people from. Blyville and Osceola and Perigold and Piggott and Pocahontas and Walnut Ridge. Mm-hmm. This is an opportunity to drive down to Jonesboro on a Saturday and get your vaccine, get your COVID vaccine. There's a, it's free. Uh, they're not, we're not even taking insurance information. We don't want that to be a barrier. Wow. Uh, we just want people to come get vaccinated because we know that that will be the quickest way to get us back to normal um, is, to do, is to do that. So starting at 8 a.m. on Saturday, 
um, on the Arkansas State University campus at the Convocation Center. It's called the First National Bank Arena. Right. Um, we'd, we'd like for you to sign up. and There's a sign-up sheet. You can actually – there's a phone number, and then there's a website or, excuse me, a, a link that you can go to and kind of fill it out, or you can just call our call center, and they'll help you fill it out. But we, we'd love for everybody that can qualify to be able to do that. And we're, I know the governor's press conference is today, and so we're – kind of hoping, fingers crossed, that he may even open it up to more people uh, today. We don't know that for a fact, but right. you never know. That's why we watch these press conferences so intently, because sometimes he'll come out and say, hey, we're going to now let this group you know, be vaccinated. So whatever he, whatever is said, whatever Arkansas Department of Health allows is who we will be vaccinated on Saturday. Dr. Shane Spites is on with us this morning. As we look at qualifications right now, uh, where does it stand? Who are the people who are eligible to go in and get vaccinated on Saturday as of the, this very second that we're speaking? So as of right now, anybody 65 and older, okay. so it doesn't matter if you got underlying conditions or anything, if you're 65 or older, you qualify to be vaccinated. Okay. Anybody in the healthcare um, industry, anybody that is um, uh, frontline, um, EMS, fire, police that hadn't been vaccinated, anybody like that, um, and anybody in education, anybody in K-12 education, anybody in higher education, anybody even at daycares. So, so all of those are, are covered right now in the groups that are, that are eligible for vaccination. So, again, that, that data could change as we go throughout the day. We don't know based on the governor's press conference. What about people who are hearing us in uh, central Arkansas, in the southeast part of the state? I, obviously, we mentioned this is kind of a northeast Arkansas thing as, as what you're focused on this coming weekend. Is there something coming for them, or if they wanted to travel, could they travel, or how does that work? So, so what we're seeing now is, um, and, and obviously we just want more people vaccinated. So, I mean, it's not like we're going to say, "Hey, you're from you know, <laughs> you're, you're from uh, you know Pulaski County. We're not going to vaccinate you." We, right. we wouldn't do that. Um, but I do want you to say this. You know, last Saturday they actually had a big event in Northwest Arkansas, okay. and so you're going to see these events around the state um, in these re- these regional events uh, crop up. So um, I would say, you know, for individuals that are hearing hearing this, that are in the southern part of the state, uh, just know that I'm sure that there's planning going on uh, for your region. But but obviously, you know, anywhere uh, in the state, if you feel the need, and you know, because there's a lot of people that want this vaccine or having trouble getting it, and that yeah. was the reason why we wanted to put this this on. Okay, last thing. I talked to somebody last night, and um, and they were saying, hey, they, we were talking about the vaccine. It was wild. It was one of those conversations in a grocery store, uh, and they were talking about how uh, she wanted the vaccine. Her her mother and her brother weren't real sure on it. What do you say to the people who are hearing that, hey, there might be some type of a, a side effect to a vaccine. It might make you feel kind of sick for a minute. Are you guys seeing much of that, or is that is that random, or, or how would you uh, advise people who are hearing that? So first of all, yeah, you're probably going to have some side effects, and and it it varies. It varies from very mild side effects to I feel like I had the flu for 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, what that is is that's your body's response. That's what your body's response is because it, it, the vaccine doesn't have the virus in it. There's no virus in it, and so what you feel is strictly what your body's response is in terms of creating the the immune response and creating the antibodies that you need. Um, One thing that I think would be interesting, because you're right, it is pretty variable. Like some people, you know, have very mild symptoms, but then some have like, they run like a fever and they feel bad for a good 12 hours. Um, And so it's pretty variable. My question, and we haven't seen the data on this, is would that have been the way that you would have reacted had you actually gotten COVID? 
Um, and we don't have that data. It'd be interesting to see because, again, everybody's immune system is so different and their response is so different and just the chemical reaction is so different uh, for everybody. We're just all unique. Um, but, you know, this is your body's response to this spike protein or this, this piece of, of, um, of genetic material that's in, the, that's, that's in COVID. And so it's just interesting to think about that. But the mild symptoms, I mean, you, will, you may get some symptoms, certainly with the second vaccine. That seems to be more common with the second vaccine than the first, right. but they're minimal. Usually fatigue, it's going to be a headache. You might get some fever, a little bit of nausea, um, but the vast majority of individuals don't have any symptoms past 36 hours. And I think when you talk to people who have battled COVID and you say, hey, man, would you recommend going and get it? Or would you rather feel kind of rough for 24, 36 hours or have COVID? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think most people would say, hey, you want to feel sick for 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's what I'm hearing, too. <laughs> Even though it's it's something that most people aren't going to have to deal with. Uh, if you talk to people who have had the full the full blown coronavirus, uh, it's not fun. And we've seen that firsthand. So, yeah. Dr. Shane Spites on with us again, again this coming Saturday for Northeast Arkansas, First National Bank Arena on the campus of Arkansas State University. Dr. Spites, if people want to get signed up, is there a spot? Uh, what's the website or the phone number they can call or where can they get that information? Oh, Brandon. <laughs> let's just say this go is to. I, this is where I fail. Let's just say go to Shane Spites on Facebook what, and you'll figure it out. What's the, <laughs> I know our NYIT uh, Facebook page has it. I didn't have it pulled up here in front of me. Uh, there is a phone number to call, um, and we will. I will put that out if you'll help share it. I'd appreciate it. Nope. How about uh, I'm gonna find that phone number for you real quick because I think I have it somewhere. Where is it? It was six eight zero. Is that right? It sounds good. Yeah, hang on, yeah, hang on. that sounds <laughs> right. <laughs> I have to zoom in. Eight seven zero six eight zero eight 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 zero. Again, that's eight seven zero six eight zero eight 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 zero. You can follow Dr. Shane Spites on Facebook for all these updates that he gives. And again, uh, you have tons of data. I don't know how you are able to compartmentalize it all and have it in your brain. So when I ask you random questions with zero prep, you can knock it out of the park like that. But man, we appreciate your time. Except, except for the phone number. I, I, well, I, can't, I can't hold on to that. You got bigger numbers to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I appreciate man. it. Hey, we appreciate you. Dr. Shane Spites on with us this morning. Again, the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine for Arkansas State. And that uh, free COVID vaccine clinic is happening on Saturday. All right, we're a little bit behind. But Kelly Perry, I have one question for you. Are you ready to celebrate some local people? Let's do it. Let's do the birthdays. Happy birthday to you. Oh, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Well, well, well. Time for birthday sport today, Tuesday, March the 2nd of 2021. Local birthdays, local celebrities. Here we go. Happy birthday goes out to Danny Runyon of Paragould, who is 36 today. Happy birthday and love from your wife, Casey. Jennifer Gill of Stuttgart, happy birthday. Mary Beth Floyd of Ulm celebrating a birthday. Tammy Tagmeyer from Wynn. We have Brittany Easter celebrating. Cindy Dixon of Stuttgart. Amber Baines, happy birthday. Kelly Morey of Jonesboro celebrates. Pam Campbell from Stuttgart. Kelly Couch, happy birthday. Tommy Purrier. Of when Eric Hayes is celebrating a birthday today. Michael Broadway of Jonesboro. Kayla Ballard from Wynn. And Supi Bunapai of Stuttgart celebrates today as well. And if you have a birthday today, we say this. We say 
Happy birthday to all y'all. And you celebrate with these celebrities. We've got a big birthday today. Luke Combs is 31. She got the best to me. Happy birthday. She broke my heart. Now all that's left to me. That's a pretty big country birthday right there. Luke Combs, his latest single is this one. Now it's called Forever After All. Luke Combs, 31 today. Robert Lear is 36 today. Or Robert Lur. Eiler. Oh, that's an I. I thought. <laughs> okay. Robert Eiler is 36. That's uh, Anthony Jr. on The Sopranos. AJ. Ben. Go ahead. Ben Roethlisberger is 39. Of she course. can get Roethlisberger. Because I know who he but is. But not Eiler. <laughs> Happy birthday to him. Bryce Dallas Howard is 40. That's Ron Howard's daughter. That's Claire in Jurassic World. Yep. Rebel Wilson is 41. You know her from Pitch Perfect. Chris Martin is 44. You know him from Coldplay. Uh, Coldplay. I don't care. Viva La Vida. Chris Martin, the ex of Gwyneth Paltrow, 44 today. Daniel Craig is 53. Of course, you know him as James Bond. Ty Herndon is 59 today. And a. Uh, You got to stop on that. Why did you. I am so sorry. Ty Herndon? This one. Her eyes were blue, her hair was long, in 64, she was born and died in Bruce. Her favorite song was in my life, I memorized her every move. I knew her books, her car, her clothes. Guess what? Oh gosh. But I paid no attention to what mattered most. I earned it 59. I have always loved it. That's a good song. Yep. And happy birthday today to John Bon Jovi, who is 59. It's kind of crazy. He's 59. When my grandparents were 59, I thought they were ancient. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? It's my It's now or never. I ain't gonna live forever. I just wanna live when I'm alive. It's my life. My heart is like an open highway. Like breaking set up Happy birthday to Bon Jovi. Who says you can't go home? Who says you can't go home? There's only one place that call me one of their own. Just a hometown boy on a rolling stone. John Bon Jovi, 59 today. Oh, 
happy birthday goes out to my good friend, John Bon Jovi, who turns 59 today. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Here we are Tuesday morning, the second day of March. We appreciate you listening to us this morning. And y'all, as always, Kelly Perry, well, she's got three words for you. Good morning, Arkansas. This is Country Music News on Brandon Baxter in the Morning. So I think we all know how much Blake Shelton loves Gwen Stefani. Mm -hmm. And we know how much Gwen Stefani loves Blake Shelton. And we know they're engaged. But the question everybody asks them every time they speak is, hey, when are y'all going to get married? (laughs) You know how that happens. You know know they're engaged. You know they will. Uh, Blake is kind of letting us know when they're going to get married. He said the idea is is as soon as the families can gather, they'll get married. Uh, he says that they really want to make sure that uh, that Gwen's mom and dad can be there. And Blake wants his mom and uh, stepdad to be there as well. And once they can do that, they'll get married. He said if it was up to him, he'd just get married today. Aww. He's ready to be married, but they want the whole family to be there to celebrate. So Dan and Shay's Dan Smyers, he and his wife Abby volunteer as foster parents for an animal shelter in Nashville. And they recently took in a shelter dog until they can find her a forever home. So he shared that they immediately knew when they saw her that they had to take this one home. Dan shared a couple of photos of this little underweight tiny chihuahua. And this is what he said. 16 years old, emaciated, no teeth, all alone, terrified at the shelter. He said we weren't going to let her live the rest of her life like that. He goes on to thank his wife and others for pouring their hearts and souls into saving these animals every day. Um, and if you want to see the picture, you can look up Dan and Shay. But it is so sweet. It's this little tiny chihuahua. And it probably doesn't have that long to live. Yeah. But they're going to take care of it until that happens. And they were saying that it's probably the most love in the past couple of weeks that that dog's had ever in its 16 years of life. Yeah, I mean, you're a lucky dog if somebody like an artist like Dan and Shay, yeah. Dan Smyers gets you. Right. Or like Lady Gaga's dog. So mm-hmm. you get to live with Lady Gaga. I know. Do you imagine? They eat better than us. I know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Blanco Brown is talking in the new issue of Billboard magazine about his recovery from a motorcycle accident, uh, which was much more devastating than we thought. So Blanco Brown is probably best known right now for the get up. Just follow after me. Yeah. I want to do the two step and cowboy boogie. Grab a sweetheart and spin out with him. Do the hold down and get into it. Take it to the left. So you know that one? Oh, yeah. So Blanco has this motorcycle accident. And when we actually hear what happened, it's uh, worse than what I thought. So he broke both of his arms his wrists, his legs, and his pelvis. Gosh. And he was in the hospital for a long time, and he said because of COVID, it made it where you know you really couldn't have visitors. So he was having to recover primarily by himself. He said one of the things that was sent to him that he thought was really cool was Tim McGraw sent him a black cowboy hat and signed it, Love You Blanco. Mm-hmm. So the cool thing is he is recovering, he is doing better, and he plans to release an album sometime later in 2021. And again, Blanco Brown is actually featured in a current song, the Parmalee song, Just The Way, which goes like this. I love you just the way God made you, girl, he don't make mistakes. What you call your imperfections, I call beautiful, babe. So let my eyes be your mirror, and you're bound to see it too, cause I was made for Just a heads up, that's again Parmalee and Blanco Brown. If you haven't seen that video, 
It is mm-hmm. so, so good. Really, really sweet. So if you're at work today, at home today, and you're kind of bored and you want to watch something that's kind of like, oh, that makes me feel good, it's Parmalee and Blanco Brown. So Brett Eldridge is back in 2021 with a song that reminds us that love can still be felt by all of us and we should pause and reflect on the joys still apparent in our lives. So the song is called Good Day and Brett released a video with it. And it's basically a compilation of Zoom clips and self-shot videos of Brett's fans from the armed forces. There's families quarantining and it even shows couples proposing marriage all in the midst of a pandemic. And the single is the latest from Brett's album, Sunday Drive. Again, the song is called Good Day. This is what it sounds like. It's forty two cold and rainy and something's got me thinking maybe it's gonna be a good day. I don't know why, but it feels like love's coming my way. And the sun ain't even shining. If the world gonna keep on spinning, let it keep spinning on my way. I gotta Eldridge's latest single, Good Day. That's your country music news on Arkansas's morning show, Brandon Baxter in the morning. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, good morning to the state of Arkansas today. And y'all, as always, oh, Kelly yeah. Perry. Well, she's got three words for you. lead to positive lives. It's time for your morning motivation on Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, so we're joined by Eric Birch, Birch & Co. Real Estate, Mr. Motivation himself, and we wanted to touch base with you today and and get motivated. We intended to have you on yesterday, had a little bit of a technical issue on our end, but man, uh, we didn't want to miss it, get our heads right, even though it's Tuesday, it might be even easier to get our heads right today. That's right. You survived Monday, so now it's just downhill from there, right? That's what I'm thinking, mm-hmm. man. I feel pretty good for a Tuesday morning. <laughs> the sun's shining. I mean, we had some rain early this morning across the south, uh, the southern part of the state, but and uh, you know, spotty showers for the rest of the day. But for the most part, we can be happy. Tomorrow, temperatures in the 60s. Oh, that's what. Yeah, the weekly, the weekend forecast and everything. It's just like, oh, maybe spring is in the air, especially yeah. after the. The frigid, uh, you know, week or so that we had for sure. Yep. So we're excited. How can you motivate us today to get us ready to uh, go through the rest of this week and do the best that we can? Because I'm telling you, I feel like this week I have a different level of motivation for my workout and my diet. Hmm. Yeah, and it, it, it it's that time of year where hey the the grass as I'm even driving around the grass starts turning green and we're seeing some new growth on some trees and. You know, it's about to get gorgeous, and everything's rocking and rolling. So, but think about this: instead of you know, it's it's one of those things where you normally you're always adding something else to your calendar. You're always adding something else to your list. There's always, you know, you, you just keep piling stuff on, and people will tell you, you know, hey, well, there's not a, there's already enough hours in the day, and now I need to do this and this and this. But so the question I'm going to ask you this morning is: Why do you do what you do? the way that you do it. Right. Okay. So help me go further into that. So think about your daily tasks, the things that you do on a regular basis. And how long have you been doing those? You guys know, as we've talked, 
in the past in regards to we do 80% of what we do subconsciously. So we don't even think about the process or the procedure. And that's, you know, that's our bodies. That's our brain taking over and going, hey, this is, you know, this is easy. This is minimal. You do it every day. I'll just handle it for you. Right. But think about the things. And there's one thing that in our office, we always tell new employees when they come in, new associates, new team members, new agents, that we're not allowed to say. And it's, you know, through the training process and everything that's going on is when somebody asks, hey, why do you do it that way? And they go, because that's the way we've always done it. We've always done it. I've said that before. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime somebody asks you, why do you do it that way? And that's your response. There's probably something wrong there. Yeah. So you can go back and you can read some old military journals. And this, this is still in play today. So the firing of a cannon takes three people. So one to hold the cannon, one to light the fuse, and the other one the way it reads today is to oversee, you know, the action. Right. Okay. Well, this has been around since the 1800s. It's mm. always taken three people to fire a cannon, but it used to be one to hold the cannon, one to light the cannon, and the other person actually held the horse that pulled the cannon. Okay. Interesting. Because when that cannon went off, what happened? What was that horse going to do? Get scared and run. Take off, right? Mm -hmm. So you think about that. How? When's the last time you saw a horse pulling a cannon? Uh, I don't think I've ever seen it. It's been a couple of years. <laughs> when, when, when do you think the last time the military used a horse to pull a cannon? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, prehistoric times almost. That's it. But yet the policy has still not changed. Right. So there's... It's, Probably the one of the, you know, although our military's top-notch superstar, unreal, don't get me wrong, there, but you've got to explore and look at your life, whether it's your morning routine, whether it's the, the, the things that you're trying to or accomplishing at, at, at work or office or even in your evening routine. What are you doing that you really don't have to be doing? And what are you doing that could be so much easier. I know today, you know, when I get up in the morning and I go, hey, I want to hear Brandon Baxter, uh, you know, on the radio, mm -hmm. all I've got to do is say those words and what happens? Oh, you can have it everywhere you want it, man. Uh, Alexa starts playing, yep. all right? Google starts playing. I mean, so what used to be, hey, let me get up, go to the radio, turn it on, find the station, do this, do this, do this, or, you know, it's gotten we're to the point now, I don't even want to like click three times on my phone. I just want to say, hey, Siri, set this up, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like the TV remote control where you can talk into it. Same thing. It's it, We've made that's, it so easy. That's it. So what are you – I guarantee you there's probably a 100 steps that you're going through each and every single day that could be done so much easier, so much quicker, and with so much less effort. So as you go through the day and you go, it's packed, it's slam, I don't have time to do what I want to do, and – you know, I can't get this accomplished and can't get that accomplished and don't have time to spend with my loved ones and I don't have time to work out. I don't have time to meal prep. I don't have time to do the things that need to be done to accomplish my goals. Uh, I look, watch every action that you take today, maybe even write them down. You go, Eric, that's going to take time. Yes, it is. But if you spend that time 
documenting what you're doing and the steps that it takes, you can probably cut out, and I, you know, I'm going to say 25%, you can probably cut out more than that, probably closer to 50% of the things that you're doing are doing them in a much more efficient way, so it frees up your time. So I'm not telling you to go out and tackle your goals today. I'm telling you, free up some time, free up some space so that you will have time to go out and do those things that you know will make a difference in your goals and the outcomes so you can make sure 2021 is the best year of your life. Boom, killing it today. Eric Birch, Birch & Co. Real Estate with your early morning motivation. Have a great week, man. You guys as well. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So when I was a kid, I was very much uh, a normal, shy child who, you know, didn't really get to go and enjoy things like prom or homecoming because I was never invited. <laughs> Hang on. I thought that the guys did the inviting. Oh, did they? Maybe I that's mean, why I was never invited. You, you forgot to ask someone. Well, I was going to keep the bar pretty low there. <laughs> I was never going to go ask a girl out. Give me yeah. a break. That was not going to happen. Mm. I did. I was afraid of rejection. Yeah. Uh, and much on the other end of the spectrum, there was Kelly in Cross County, Arkansas, <laughs> and uh, in Wynn at Wynn High School, uh, where she was, uh, you know, getting her freak on. Uh, okay. I don't. I don't know why you Get keep saying. On. Get your freak on. <laughs> yes, that was a Missy Elliott song. But, oh, was uh, it? Okay. But what? What are you talking about? So I found this deal. It was the best. High school dance songs from the early 2000s. So let's be honest. We were out of high school by that point. Okay. Well, you are. Yeah. But you're the same age as me. <laughs> but at the same at the same time, even though we were out of high school, we still knew the music. Number one, I was playing the music on the radio. Kelly was listening to the I music. Sure was. There were parents who were chaperoning and, mm-hmm. and, you know, college and all that stuff. So even though they're kind of high school dance songs, mm-hmm. they're going to bring back tons of memories. Okay. I'm ready. So I want to go through these with you and I want to see if you remember some of these songs. We'll go. Uh, we'll do 10 to one. Okay. Okay. So number 10 on the list of the best high school dance songs of the early 2000s. Jagged Edge. You know this one? Where the party at? So that's number 10 right there on the list of the best uh, high school dance songs. Okay. And again, I played these all on the radio. Uh, Beyonce and Jay-Z made the list as well. See if you have memories of this. Look at so crazy. The best part of the dance was right here. We're going live with Kelly now. We're going live with Kelly. No. Nope. We just got kicked off Instagram. <laughs> One of Kelly's favorites comes oh, in at go. number eight. Shake that thing, miss. Can I, can I shake that what? thing, miss? Can I, can I shake that thing? She is so happy. Donna, Donna, Jordi and Rebecca. Woman, get busy. Just shake that booty nonstop. When the beat drop, just keep swinging it. Get jiggy. She was the busybody of Cross County. Uh, Number seven on the list. Why are you laughing? Because you're singing the girl part. Why do I? So why do I do that? I don't know. 
I take the girl part in every song we do. I know, and typically I take the lower one. Too. But we, I don't know. <laughs> but we never lay it out. I know. I mean, we we kind of have an idea of things we might talk about on the show, but there ain't nothing scripted. <laughs> what you hear is us, and I, that's unfortunate sometimes. Like just now, when I sang the girl part. Uh, number six on the list, they say that Casey and JoJo were oh, super yeah. big for high school dances in the early two thousand. My favorite from them was this one. All right, number five on the list is some Fat Joe and Ashanti. Do you know how much I play this? A lot. Oh my god. Got to do, got to do with it. It's about us. All right, so here we are, top four. Ludacris was big in the early 2000s for high school dances. It's a big one for me right here. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> This is a big one for you? Yes, it is. Yeah. What's this called? Pimpin' all over the world. <laughs> oh, when I think of you, uh, that's what I think. Pimpin' all over uh-huh. Arkansas. He's pimpin' all over Arkansas. Uh-huh. I can make it work. How about that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've got a camera on you right now. I hope not. <laughs> Get out the way. Get out the way. Turn that camera off, Kelly. Move. Get out the way. Get out the way. All right, so again, these are the high school dance songs. And again, if you weren't in high school then, you were probably in college, or maybe you're like us where uh, you're playing the music. I don't know. You like the yeah, music. That's yeah. what it was. All right, number three on the list of the best high school dance songs of the early 2000s. Go. Sit down. Go, go, yeah. Go, 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 go shawty. It's your birthday. We're going to party like it's your birthday. We're going to sip a party like it's your birthday. And you know we don't give a fuck. All right, so then you also, I'm kind of surprised that number two is number two and not number one. Okay. Because number two is still played to this day. Oh, How's this not number one? All right, and the number one. Are you ready for the number I one? I am. How can you get better than Usher and yeah? I don't know. All right, here's the number one. Tell me if this one's better than that. Uh, yeah. You think so? <laughs> to the window! To the wall! Kelly? Nope. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> I'll just do the choreography. <laughs> Go, Kelly. I wouldn't do that. Yeah, what? See, I think they got it right. You think so? Yeah. And ladies and gentlemen, I brought Lil John into the studio this morning. Lil John, yeah, welcome to the show. Right. 
right, there you go. Get low. Little John and the East Side Boys, the number one high school dance song of the early 2000s. And if you could see how happy she was, you would be loving this moment right now. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, good morning, everybody. We appreciate you hanging out with us this morning. So... The world is different because of the pandemic, right? Yes. And when you think about it, we've almost been going through this deal for almost a year. Gosh. Which is crazy. Yep. And they said that some people have changed a lot about their lives because of quarantining and being around their family so much and the pandemic and all of that. And one of the things they've realized uh, has kind of opened up a little bit is the fact that people are way more comfortable using the bathroom in front of their significant mm, other. No. 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 Not going to happen? I don't know. So the average couple says they have six conversations every month where one person is on the toilet. And I'm not talking about like, dude, peeing. I'm talking about on the toilet. No, that's, mm -mm. I can't do that. Like, it's different if, let's say, I'm in the shower and my husband comes home from work and he's like, comes in and he's like, hey, I'm home. And then he like tells me how his day is or something while I'm in the shower. Okay. It's not that disgusting, Brandon. Oh, man. Oh, God. <laughs> but not I mean, he tries on the... to get out of there as fast as he can. <laughs> but not on the toilet. Do you talk on the toilet? No, there's no way I would ever do that. Okay. Like it no. It ain't gonna happen. Okay. Like I don't care to have a conversation if I'm just going number one. But if I'm no. Okay. No. Not that I do that. But just uh, right. hypothetically speaking. Of course. It's like the whole bathroom thing, right? It's like you go into a public restroom. And if you're a dude and you have to go up to her urinal, right? And it's awkward anyway. And hopefully there's a divider in between you. And you're either looking straight forward or you're looking down. Yeah, don't don't look side to side, right? No, but somebody comes in talking to you. I don't want them talking to me. Yeah, that's weird. Don't talk to me there. Yeah. I don't want to have a conversation because guess concentrate. what? I got to look over. Yeah. And see who you are. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's weird. I don't think you have conversations when you're doing that. Mm-mm. I don't want to be there talking to somebody when they're doing that. Yeah. Even if it's a number one. I don't either. Grunting. Who are those people? Uh, Okay. You know what I'm saying? That's the number one. You should hear the two. Oh, gosh. Or imagine sitting down in the stall and people have a conversation. No. Like they're seated at a sporting event. No. (laughs) That's weird. Are you thinking she's going to win? How's it going? It ain't going to happen like that. I'm telling you, man. It ain't going to work for me. But again, the average couple now has six conversations every month where one person is seated on the toilet. Not that I do that. But I'm just telling you, nobody's going to be even talking to me through the door if I ever did that. And nobody's even going to be in the same room. As a matter of fact, get out of the house. Oh, my goodness. I want you out of here. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So I was reading a thing this morning in the Vegetable Times. Oh, the Vegetable Times. It is one of my favorite publications to read early in the morning. I'll grab me a glass of V8 and I'll sit down and I'll read the Vegetable Times. Okay. A new study has found that it's important to eat three vegetables a day and two full servings of fruit in a day. That's the ideal amount. So a couple of carrots, a bell pepper. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Like when you just say three vegetables, like I was like, okay, two carrots. Yeah, two carrots and then... A what bell, was your a bell pepper? A bell pepper, which is a great fruit. I do. Oh, <laughs> or a tomato. So it's three vegetables. Give me your three vegetables. Okay. Um, a red bell pepper. A red bell pepper. A cucumber. A cucumber. And a carrot. And a carrot. And give me two servings of fruit. What's your fruit? I'm going to say a mango and kiwi. 
Oh, it's kind of different. Mm-hmm. No banana, no apple, Mm-mm, none boring. of that stuff. No strawberries. I do like strawberries. So anyway, they say that that is basically what we all need to survive. And some people think, oh, I have to eat so much more than that. But they're saying that's not the case either mm. because there comes a point where you've had too much. Now, it doesn't do you any harm. But at the same point, you're kind of wasting the stuff right. because your body can't use it. Unfortunately, only one out of 10 people eat that much produce in a day. So how far undernourished are we based on the vegetables and fruits? I can tell you I've gone through like weeks. I'm like, I don't know if I've had a vegetable this week. Yeah, I get I get it. And it's so important. That's why some of those people are pushing those. uh, What do you call it? The greens and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Yep. Those green drinks. Because you get everything at once instead of having to literally eat three vegetables. Yeah, you don't have to eat the vegetables. Anyway, Mm. something I found this morning reading the vegetable Mm -hmm. times. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So if you go back and check out today's Brandon Baxter in the morning podcast, we go back and take Kelly to uh, right after she graduated from high school. I guess it was probably more around the the college years right. when she was getting her freak on. Uh-huh, we uh-huh. go back and listen to some of those songs, the best early 2000s high school dance prom songs, which she had way too much fun doing that. We also talked about what is best, Reese's chocolate is it peanut butter egg? Is it yes, an egg? Uh, peanut butter cup egg, yeah. Yeah, or the Cadbury egg. Yeah, that's up on social media today on our Facebook page if you want to weigh in, facebook.com slash Brandon Baxter in the morning. Also, today we talked to Dr. Shane Spites. Uh, he's the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine at Arkansas State, but he's also become like a statewide advisor on COVID-19. And we break it down, man. We talk about, hey, what about the people who say they don't want the vaccine? Mm-hmm. What about this free vaccination clinic you guys have coming up this weekend? Who can uh, get the vaccine at First National Bank Arena in Jonesboro? What do the numbers show? What about these variants and these strains? Are they going to impact Arkansas? Are numbers really getting better because we saw some numbers kind of spike up? All of that with Dr. Shane Spites today, plus Eric Birch with some early morning motivation. Good stuff from him today as well. All of that on today's Brandon Baxter in the Morning podcast, which is available wherever you get podcasts. Kelly Perry, what's on TV tonight? The season premiere of The Flash, To Tell the Truth, The Voice, Part 2 of The Blind Auditions, the third season premiere of New Amsterdam, and then tonight's schedule also includes The Resident, NCIS, Superman and Lois, Prodigal Son, and FBI and FBI Most Wanted. All right, hope you guys have a great day, and we'll talk to you back here tomorrow morning on Brandon Baxter in the morning.